0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Tang Talks. Today I will be talking about something that's a little different but still pretty interesting. Rather than just talking about women's rights, I'm also going to be tying that into another topic relating to people in impoverished communities. In my bio class, we had a few readings and discussions and one of the questions we were asked was does cancer discriminate and what causes cancer? At first I thought these questions were a bit obvious because of course, cancer can't discriminate because it's literally a tumor inside your body and many things can cause cancer, whether it be genetic or causing like uncontrollable cell growth. However, once we got into the discussion, I realized that it wasn't that cut and dry and more affluent communities have higher ac- or more access to more resources like cleaner water, better doctors, more advanced technology to fight cancer like those things. And although it may seem like cancer itself doesn't discriminate, there are actually many factors that affect different groups of people. For example, breast cancer mainly affects women with about one in every 100 cases affecting men. Um, That's like an obvious one, but I read an article from the US Department of Health and Human Services of Minority Health about more examples like stomach cancer. Asian or Pacific Islander people have about 70% more chance of getting stomach cancer than white men, while white men have more or are more likely to get prostate cancer, just like another kind of obvious. But race also plays into survival rates. Um, There was like another article I read about that by Science.org, and they stated that 10-year survival rates are almost 10% less than most other races. So why and how does this happen? There are a few theories that it is biological and how different genes affect different treatment drugs. And there are also discrepancies in who can access what type of treatment. And if someone found the cure to cancer, it likely wouldn't find the hands of the general public for a while, at least. And based on what I have read and simplified like common knowledge, it would probably first be given to the, the more what's deemed as like more important people like the president or like you know the people that are higher in society and the cost would probably be astronomical and most people would not likely be able to afford it which is another example of how people can be at a disadvantage when it comes to these things and there are numerous more instances like these and these examples are just a few of them i know that there isn't really anything you can do about it right now unless someone finds a cure for cancer but I doubt that it will become readily accessible anytime soon if someone is able to develop it. And it would, um, yeah. And I recently finished reading The House of Gucci by Sarah Gay Ford. And there was a passage about how Tom Ford's husband or boyfriend at the time, I can't quite remember, but like he had some type of cancer and the doctors told him he wouldn't be able to live. Um, but Tom Ford was able to get a better doctor and he was able to get better, which is or Tom Ford's significant other at the time, um, which is a very big difference in being told you wouldn't be able to live much longer. And people who are able to make those phone calls have obviously a lesser chance of dying than people who aren't. And they also might live in communities with like, as I stated earlier, a better water supply or more advanced technology. And, people living without those things can be more predisposed to cancer and other diseases and those communities have a larger percentage of people of color because they didn't start with as many opportunities to improve their life while the more wealthier communities are I mean are predominantly white looking back at the two main questions does cancer discriminate and what causes cancer you can see that see now that it does and not only does it happen but the medical field continues to remain dominated by mostly white men, and I looked up an AMC article about diversity in medicine in the stats from the 2019 state that more than half, which is 56.2%, to be more precise of the workers, were white, and a majority of those people are also male, and I was perusing Goodreads when I came across the book The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks by Rebecca Sloot, and after doing some Additional Googling, I learned that she provided one of the most important cell lines for cancer research even today. However, her cancer cells were harvested and stolen by a white man, George Otto Gray, without her consent, and he got most of the recognition for this research, while she and her family did not receive any compensation. Even more recently, their family has been left out of a lot of important decisions surrounding these cells, and it is important to recognize people like Henrietta Lacks, And who knows how many other women or other people of color whose work was stolen by white men because this was actually quite common back in the day. The situation didn't set an encouraging precedent for how women can be treated in the workplace in the future, which is why it is important to spread awareness about this topic. Thank you for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed and stay tuned for the next one.